Good morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word. The Old Testament reading for the fourth Sunday after Trinity is from Genesis chapter 50. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph, saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin, because they did evil to you. And now, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. This is the word of the Lord. We now speak responsibly our introit by half verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, the epistle is from Romans chapter 12. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. 
Jesus said, Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take out the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What do you fear most in this life? There's a lot of things that are pretty scary going on right now. Whether you want to talk about the virus that's still on its rampage and seems like it's never going to go away, or you want to talk about the social and cultural unrest that's going on in our nation right now. Or maybe it's just the everyday little things. Maybe you're worried about What's going to happen with the fair next week? Maybe you're worried about what's school going to look like. Maybe you're worried about how the harvest is going. All of these things are real. And all of these things, in some ways, are worth being afraid about. However, that being said, if your answer to that question of what do you fear most in this life, was anything other than God, you're breaking the first commandment. You all remember the first commandment, you shall have no other gods. And you remember how Luther explained that first commandment. You should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Which means that if you've let yourself become more afraid of the virus or social unrest or anything more than you are of God, you've broken the first commandment. And make no mistake about it, you should be afraid of God. After all, God is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present. He can do anything. He does know everything. And he is everywhere. And we are sinners. God has proven that he despises and hates sin. 
and you and I are sinners. In many ways, what it comes down to is that God is truly God, and that we are truly human. Which means that we should be afraid of God. He has the power, the right, and the authority to punish us for our failures, to condemn us for our sins, and to throw us in hell for all of eternity. Make no mistake about it. Fear is extremely powerful. And it's a powerful tool of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. In fact, that may very well be what's going on right now, is that the devil is using fear to worm his way into our hearts in order to push out God by replacing our good and right fear of God with fear of anything else that he can throw in there. But also make no mistake about it. Fear is an extremely powerful tool of God as well. It is good for us to be afraid of God. We can use that fear to focus ourselves on the God who has given us his laws and his commands and expects us to follow them. So perhaps the better question to ask is who should you fear most in this life? And when you do, when you do fear God as the powerful being that he is, you too will be able to pray our intro it for today. You too will be able to recognize the truth that if you fear God above all things, well, there's just not all that much else worth being afraid of. Listen again to our intro it for today. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble, he will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. When you fear God above all things, 
There's nothing else worth being afraid of. And don't mistake me, that doesn't mean that there aren't things going on that are very real, very serious, and do require our attention and our caution, and to, in a sense, for us to be wary of. But we need not be afraid of them. We need not fear our enemies. Whether you're talking about the virus or whether you're talking about people who simply disagree with us. We need not fear armies or wars. Even if the worst should come upon our nation, we recognize that while we are citizens here in the United States of America, that our ultimate and eternal citizenship is in the kingdom of God. Which also helps us then to not fear cultural and social unrest. That we need not be afraid if our culture is going through an upheaval, even if it's going down the wrong direction. We need not fear that more than we fear God. We need not even fear our own death on account of our God, who we are afraid of. And again, don't mistake me, that doesn't mean that we should seek our own death. After all, all life is precious in the sight of God, which is why he gave us the fifth commandment to follow. But it does mean that we know where we're going when it happens. And the reason that we know that is because this God who we fear, this God who we are afraid of, is in fact our light and our salvation. This God is the stronghold of your life. The most powerful being in all the universe the most perfect and holy person decided that instead of punishing us like he had every right to do, instead of using his power to just wipe us all clean or push the reset button, as he certainly could have, despite the fact that he is all present and he sees every single thing that we do wrong, Decided that he wanted you. Decided that he would even die in order to make you his. He decided to love you. Which means that though we do often let wrong fears get into our hearts, and push God out. That we do often forget that we need to be afraid of God. That we are forgiven for that wrong fear. That we are forgiven even for the times that we break the first commandment because of what he did on the cross for us. Which means that now, 
Because you have been forgiven, you are free to seek to be in his house, to seek to be in his dwelling place for all the days of your life. You are free to choose to be in his church. Free to receive the faith that he has given you and to act on that faith. Free to put yourself in the spot where you know you will hear the word and receive his sacrament, constantly reassuring you and nourishing you in your faith, constantly reminding you of the truth that though we fail, that our God forgives you. And you are free, even though you are right to be afraid of this God, to come before him to stand before him in his courts and to pray to him as dear children pray to their dear father, knowing that he will hear you, knowing that he will consider your prayers and knowing that he will answer your prayers because he does care for you and he does love you as a dear father. Which means that even though there are, in fact, serious things going on right now, things that we need to be wary of, things that we need to be cautious of, things that we need to keep in mind, that none of them are greater or more powerful than our God. Which means that we need not be afraid of any of them more than we are afraid of our God. Because our God is powerful. Our God is perfect. Our God, our God is all-knowing and all-present. And what that means for those of us who are His, for you who are His, is that nothing can take you away from Him. And so... You are free to be confident in this life. You are free to fear the only person who's worth fearing in the entire universe. The God who loves you and died for you. The God who has the power to create faith inside of you and the God who did create faith inside of you. This God is who we fear. which truly means that we need not fear anything else. And though we often will, we recognize the truth that he will continue to forgive us because of what he did on the cross, and that we therefore look forward to dwelling in this God's house, that we look forward to dwelling with Jesus in his kingdom, knowing that when he comes, he will not come in his wrath and his judgment for us. He will instead come with comfort and kindness and gentleness on account of what his son did for us. And we are free to trust in that truth and therefore free to live our lives confidently here in this world. 
Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.